Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Mm. A day that will go down in infamy. <laughs> the big day. It's funny too because these don't get posted for a couple of days, so this whole thing is going to be like, wow, what's going to happen? Uh. Yeah, our neighbors could all be escaped from New York come mm. 24 hours from now Within or so. a few days, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's how things go. We don't know. Nah, hopefully not. I mean, better that than escape from LA, I guess. I guess. That has Bruce Campbell in it, at least. And the surfing. He surfs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, that's a good thing. Oh, and also Peter Fonda. And it's a day where we should be finding out whether we're closed down for oh, a yeah. long time still. I forgot. Something not. related to Canada. <laughs> something yeah. more directly, I should say, related to Canada. I admit that I've been at the Mayfair for a little bit today and not paying attention to the news. Mm. So something could have happened by now, even. I just haven't got a text from Lee or anybody saying, we're go. Yeah, I guess I should have maybe Defcon checked 4. that too. I, I, well, the only thing, the only reason I even remember is because Friday the 13th is coming up. And so I know yes. that's directly connected to all of the planning. And of course, I'm pretty sure like while they're thinking about it, they're like, okay, well, we got to remember that the Mayfair was going to play Friday 13th part two. So we probably should let them open. I assume At that's how they're, that. Yeah, that's how the talks are going, I assume. I don't know. I'm not privy to that. And it's weird too, because not just us, but restaurants who are currently on kind of partial capacity, you know, yeah. if they tell us Friday morning that we can screen movies on Friday or Saturday or whatever... It's just not that fast. That's, like, we have to do yeah. things. We would get, like, five people. I don't well, know. <laughs> we don't have movies, right? <laughs> There's this misconception about cinemas that we just have this giant library of films on mm. film just in the cinema somewhere. We don't. And you have to book films and get permission and do all that kind of stuff. So there was a bunch of stuff we had booked before. I think some of that is still in our digital projector. So we might be able to 11th hour get some of those things on screen. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice if on, say, today, they say, you can reopen on Friday the 13th. We had like a week to kind of get the staff back yeah. and get candy and do all that kind of stuff. But who knows? Just Gwen said that she was at work the other day because she works at a theater and they're still allowed to do certain things like have groups in for rehearsals or do live streaming. But it's all still following all the rules. You Weird. Know? I forgot that she worked. That's like also yeah. a theater auditorium sort of thing, I guess. I haven't been inside. And in even years. more difficult than us is that imagine when when this first happened back in March. They had weeks and months of shows planned mm-hmm. just so they had to wrangle all of that. So she never stopped working during lockdown is just working from home. Because all these concerts and events and rehearsals and whatever just all had to get reshuffled down the line. Yeah, to who knows where. (laughs) Yeah. So she said she heard something about she watched a press conference in which the powers that be were blatantly deflecting the simple question of, are we still planning to be good to go on November 7th? So because the question wasn't answered after repeated questionings, that doesn't make me feel good that we're going back to normal on Saturday. So Yeah, not so much. So that's where we kind of stand now. And then just a lot of rumors of closed for the rest of the year. And who knows? We don't know. I just quickly checked and didn't see anything. Oh, no updates. I, just to be I was like, the more you said it, the more nervous I got. So I'm like, well, I'll just quickly From the check. news desk. Not that I would do a live update or anything, but yeah. But you must be the same in your grown-up job where theoretically, if your office space holds... 
X amount of people, mm-hmm. you're not doing that right now. No, nah, it's like, I think it was 25% capacity or something, some number, maybe, maybe it went up to 30, but it's basically, well, it's weird. Cause like our particular floor is like an open concept type thing. So there's oh, okay. cubicles, but it's like open. So it's weird. Cause like our team is in one spot. And so we're only allowed to have say like four people out of our team, as opposed to normally it'd be like eight or something maybe it's 50 percent capacity i don't know but i don't know how numbers work but it's kind of it's hard to say because like the other sections are far enough away that technically it's fine but it's weird because it's like one big area you know so it's so it is it's hard to know who's going to be in on any given day and like even something as simple as just walking over and asking a question to someone that's not in our direct section you don't even know who's going to be there or like who can make a call and stuff so it's a little bit like a ghost town most of the time but you know you work around it and and that's not factoring in like people who actually do get sick like just normal flu sick or just whatever you know it's all normal rules that were there before which i think is funny it's like us having to say to people oh yes if one of our employees who handles your food is sick we make them not come to work it was like yeah that was kind of a rule before we were kind of like already there but yeah it's awkward now (laughs) especially with like a place that deals so much with food you know like you're not for the most part, people are going to come here and have popcorn along with yeah. movies. So it's like pretty... Well, and we've had people requesting... It's just... It's so tough. Like, it's not that easy. of People saying, you should do a delivery system for popcorn. Like, just us. Yeah. So then that becomes a whole other factor of insurance and employees and cars and gas money to deliver a $5 bag of popcorn. If you're a big system, that works. But just for us doing it. And then plus, I phoned to double check this. We're closed full stop period the end i was wondering about that because yeah yeah, like i was even thinking that if it was just a business aspect and we were just trying to you know well raise money for lack of a better term i guess but yeah because i mean yeah theoretically that's occurred to me it's like well yeah you could have one guy here you could have andrew come in and just pop you know 100 bags of popcorn and just have people come to the door and buy them exactly like literally you can't but theoretically if it was like something that was even feasible but then it's like I mean, apart from the fact that that just sucks for whoever it is that has to come in and do that. Well, and the reality (laughs) of it's nice that people request, but we don't sell 100 bags of popcorn a day (laughs) on a packed day. So it's not with that attitude. Yeah, (laughs) we'll do it. But yeah, I phoned the powers that be and just got this very stern, angry person telling me cinemas must be closed. All manner of the cinema must be closed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're closed. The end. And it's this weird thing where... Gwen and I ordered, and I know they're your favorite things in the world, the Pop Funko oh. Advent Calendar. Well, I didn't even know that was a thing. So it's it's little minis. Okay, well, all right, that makes sense. It's uh, 24 Nightmare Before Christmas hmm. little toys. So we ordered that, and it was shockingly somewhat reasonable price at Toys R Us. Okay. You look on eBay, and it was like, so we got it for around 60 bucks. Okay. On eBay, it was like, 80 bucks, 90 bucks, plus shipping, US funds, whatever. Mm. So we ordered that. For some reason, they wouldn't ship it. Where anything else in their store, they would. It was like over $50, free shipping. But this was not. So we hopped on our bikes. And it's actually, even though we're central and the Saint Laurent Mall is east, as the crow flies, as the bike bikes, it's not too hard for us to get there because it's 90% bike path from point A to point B. I was naive, genuinely. I thought malls were closed the way we were. They are not. No. So I went from walking into Toys R Us, 
And we could have got curbside pickup. But when I found out they were open, I was like, well, let's go in and see if there's any deals. Yeah, for sure. Everyone at Toys R Us was great. To give them a shout out, all their employees were in masks. They were cleaning the heck out of the place. Footprints all over the place. Signs in the aisles saying, walk this way, walk that way to kind of zipper people back and forth. A security guard checking to make sure your mask's on when you walk in. So that part of the mall was fine. Mm -hmm. So then we were going to go to the food court was just... I don't know how far, a five-minute walk, a seven-minute walk. And during that walk, I lost my faith in humanity. Oh. Just, it was people with no masks, people doing the pull-down mask thing, employees in stores not wearing masks, security guards who I think have lost their faith in humanity as well, who weren't doing anything. Yeah. Like, they weren't even politely telling the kids, like, hey, put your mask on. So just in that little walk, I saw... All the worst examples of what's going on right now. And like I said, I really thought the mall was closed. I thought it was maybe like, oh, Shoppers Drug Mart was open so people could get their medicine. Or, mm-hmm. or the food court might be open, but just for pickup. And it was. Like, you couldn't sit in the food court. But, yeah, that made me just sad. Because our friends at Targ, we visited there to pick up some pierogies. And Blake over there said, in his preaching to the choir, we're all on the same page. I'm sure everyone listening to this, nobody's going to be protesting us for saying these things. And it's just like, Blake said he thought... We're all on the same team, and we're all doing this. And if we have to close down, so be it. But we're all taking these sacrifices. And then you go to the mall, and you're like, wait a minute. None of these people are sacrificing anything. <sighs> and that was where my anger came from. And then everybody has been saying this. You know, you're walking to the Mayfair, and everybody's in a mask. Everyone's spaced out. We're a big space where they yeah. say that's a good thing. We're like, no signs that anybody here got it while we came back for those few months. And then you cut to a mall, and there's 12 kids not wearing masks, all sitting, breathing on each other. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, why is this a thing? Yeah. Now, malls in general are kind of tough to take on a good day. But exactly, yeah. But you factor all this in. So that was my angry soapbox rant. I don't want to do that for the next 45 minutes, but it's just like, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. shocked. No. Genuinely. Yeah, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. You know, like... On the bus, it's been pretty okay. Oh, yeah. I find like most people are fine, but I do see a lot of noses poking out over the top of the mask. And I'm just like, what's the point? Like, do you honestly not see that you might as well not have a mask on at all? Like, I really don't understand. It's like, yeah, they're uncomfortable. Nobody likes this. Like, we're all not enjoying this, but like, we're doing it. Well, and I walked here today because I've been biking this whole COVID land. And last night we had a beautiful winter wonderland snowfall. Like we had our first real, like not minus 40 horrible. Like it was just a nice little winter wonderland snow. So I could have biked today, but Gwen walked to work. because She said it was really icy and kind of just easy to fall off a bike. So the biggest inconvenience was I do not like the sun. Like all the sunblock, don't go to the beach. My eyes don't like the sun. So my biggest inconvenience on my short 15 minute walk here was my glasses fogged up and then I took them off and wiped them off or it was kind of like shaded for some part. So I put them on my forehead. That was it. I could breathe fine. Everything was fine. So if that's my biggest inconvenience right now, ah, it's not too bad. Yeah. So we had, so to talk about nicer things, a wonderful patron bought the marquee for two days. As we speak, her message is up on the marquee. She bought our secret projectionist toilet stall and she asked if she could do an art installation in there. When she said art installation, I admit it was a red flag at first because I was picturing like sawhorses and scaffolding and a team of six people and statues. But what it is, is it's more of like a crafty 
collage comic books magazines oh that's much better and she said it goes up with wheat paste so it actually comes down very easy it's not like up there with super glue Mm -hmm. so sometime in the future if and when we want to take it down no problem so she's given us a nice big chunk of money to do all this stuff it's gonna be this fun thing it won't get anyone's way because no one will see it but she'll take a bunch of pictures and she knows it's there we know it's there we'll do a social media thing so this lovely person came in checked out the space And she said she owns a coffee shop, which she has had the worst case scenario of customers being jerks. Mm. And it just makes you so sad. And it is like you talk about the bad when I bumped into Marcus today, our projectionist, because he was in tinkering around. And it's like you tell the bad story. You should tell the 5,000 excellent stories. Yeah. But the one bad story is the better story. For sure. (laughs) So... Man, well, I guess she, she's doing okay if she was able to like support us like that. I exactly, mean, that's, yeah. That's heartening to know that at the very least, it's not like she's one of these super hard hit. But I'm I'm sure she's taking a hit like everyone has. But and it's fun because we will post pictures of this once it's done. She's doing it on Thursday. She doesn't have to be here for 20 hours because mm-hmm. she she gets her wheat paste all set. She gets her collage all set. She took measurements the other day when I showed her the place. So really, she knows what she's gonna do. So she's gonna come in for like four or five hours. I'll be here to babysit and just do other things while I'm here. But it'll be a fun thing. It'll look cool. There's a bar that we went to a couple times down in Brooklyn, and he kind of did that to his bar bathroom, but with, like, Dungeons & Dragons Hmm. pages and character sheets and stuff. Hmm. That's fun. And it's just a fun, weird story that it's it's not public you know yeah, yeah. Like, it's so. like the staff washroom like it's similar you exactly know, we, we, yeah. we we have these great spaces covered in cool stuff that no one ever ever, no one ever see. see yeah the small handful of people that work here are allowed to see these awesome things don't think about it and it just happened kind of because we're out of seats i had a nice busy mayfair monday because i came in switched up the marquee met with this patron who's doing the art installation and then i finished the seat tags so all the seat tags are in in the cinema now I just got to put in, I forgot my level because I there's just some things I can eye them, like mm-hmm. the urinal. I think I could put the tag on that pretty easy, but there's some other stuff I want to make sure they're all nice and pretty. So all the seat tags are in. So I had a nice, the silver lining is you could have a day like that where you don't got to worry about being out of the way because a movie's going to start playing. Mm-hmm. And today we're in the cinema sitting 12 feet apart in the office and we don't got to worry about a movie starting or whatever. So yeah, Someone wandering in for popcorn. Yeah, because we've had days like that where the three of us were in here and then like a door knock and it's somebody, can I have some popcorn, you yeah. know, or or you realize you've talked too long and you hear the end credits of the movie going and you're like, oh God, yeah. you got to run out and open the curtains and stuff. So That's why you got to have three people in it and there's a movie playing. <laughs> so, yeah. Or four if possible, but you know. Or like when we came in with Sam the other day for last week's podcast, we could do it at five o'clock and not have to worry about anything so that's the only silver lining we would rather not have that silver lining right yeah. now yeah <laughs> but it was a good extendo cast i haven't gotten to listen to yet but oh yeah i managed to whittle it down to like 55 minutes but it's just logic right well that took twice as long as a half hour podcast yeah. like it took me a while because and i'm finicky about it i go through and kind of take out the ums and stutters and stuff but mm-hmm. well you know he needed a soapbox after not being able to do rocky horror here so poor sam <laughs> yeah that's all he's got. That and the autographed Vincent Price photo. I guess. He still didn't post that. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think it doesn't exist, but <laughs> no, <lie>. no. <laughs> I did check eBay like after that. Well, there was no to Eric one, obviously, but right. there was, I mean, they weren't cheap. Even the ones that, well, there was a few that was like, they were just straight up reproductions, but they had oh, okay. mini posters 
uh, it was like a, kind of a, like a collage or something, or like one of those frames you get that has the space for different photos in it, kind of thing. So they have like a little, a couple of mini posters and like his reproduction, the photograph of the autograph, you know. But like it looked cool, but I mean that was like fifty or sixty bucks, and I'm like, that's not even real. That's just a thing you made. Like, yeah, my uh, nerd humble brag is that I've become friendly with a fellow named Dan Parent who has drawn for Archie forever and you're like you're not that old but he's been doing it since he was like 20 i think so he's mm-hmm. been doing it for like 25 years i bought for you mm-hmm. for your birthday i think the batman 66 archie crossover that he drew so good and he autographed it yeah in that sense it happened right in front of me i can tell you a hundred percent sure yeah that dan autographed that book says you i mean says me, I, yeah. I just have to trust that you're telling I, yeah the truth i didn't about make story video evidence of <laughs> i've it. never seen the two of you together but anyway i'm sure it's fine when you buy an autograph on ebay and it's funny because they'll say like certificate of authenticity and yeah. i'm like well what does that mean it's signed by the <laughs> same guy who signed the vincent price thing it's yeah like, wait a minute it's sketchy buying autographs online i yeah. don't know like there's a few more legit ones that, but i mean you can tell in the price that they're more legit or they have well i mean because i don't even know who authenticates some of these i know auction houses but there's obviously certain ones that are reputable but those ones are like yeah you're paying for that you know it will yeah. it's very likely i can't remember the name but but there was one that was like oh you know vince price and it's authenticated by blah you know who who's which means something i guess to some people but it was like you know a hundred bucks or more or something like that and i'm just like well i mean cool but and then i'm like why am i looking at this again is this <laughs> sam's fault because he planted that yeah. seed and i was like yeah that would be fun but at the end of the day i'm like it's just a piece of paper with an autograph on it you know like i've always thought that is the point of an autograph to me is the story you're a fan of an artist or a writer or a hockey player and you have that story of after the game i waited outside and they autographed this for me or I went to a book signing or I went to a comic convention and I met them and they're really nice and I bought one of their books and they autographed it. But I've never understood the... I mean, I get it that I'm a big fan of this person. That means that they physically touched this thing Mm -hmm. and now I own it. So I have some connection there. But I lose that connection in my thread if it's not personalized, if it's not something that you did. I don't know. It's weird. And because I could just grab a stack of baseball cards and be like... Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, I, I bought a Sergei Fedorov autograph card when I was a kid. He was my favorite hockey player at the time. But, like, I can't, I mean, I was a kid and I afforded it. So, like, there's no way it was real. Like, I think it was like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. And, but it was in, like, one of those, like, a little, like, wooden thing with, like, a nameplate underneath it. Right. And, like, a card was in there. Autograph. I was just like, there's no way. Like, it should have been, what, like, probably like a hundred, you know. But I was a kid, you know, what do I know? Like, it's still a story. Like, it's my favorite player. It's an autograph. Yeah. It's, it's a little mountain thing i don't know what the hell happened to that but it was somebody (laughs) super famous like stephen king or somebody who said in the age of ebay he said i think 75 percent of the stuff floating around there that says i autographed it i probably didn't autograph yeah especially if it's not personalized or it's not from an event or something it's like nowadays that really the way to get it is if it's like a limited edition comic book or book if you're buying it from the source, like the publisher, and it has like a limited edition tag on it or something. But yeah, if you're, if you're just buying like a soft cover copy of Cujo and Stephen King's autographs in it, eh, it's pretty easy to fake that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's good business, I guess. Yeah. Not for him, but <laughs> whoever the hell that is. I'm a sucker for, and Gwen will tease me, I'm a sucker for a limited edition, not autographed, mm-hmm. but if it's like a 
lenticular or something? If it's a creature from the Black Lagoon lunchbox and it says number 278 of 20,000 and there's a little sticker on it that says that. I'm a sucker for that. And especially if they're not super expensive, that's like 25 bucks or 20 bucks. But then the logic gets pointed out to you that they were just going to make 25,000 of those anyhow. Yeah. So it's not really limited edition because by that mindset, every single product made your toaster is limited edition mm-hmm. your shoes are limited edition yeah. you know oh yeah they just slapped a sticker on there that was comic culture growing up everything was limited edition special edition collector's oh, yeah. edition that was the biggest one collector's edition you know because they're just like well i'm a collector you know like i need this i need it and it was just never oh not never but it just you know for the most part it just is completely meaningless like those yeah it makes me think for some reason and nobody else has thought of this in years but those episode one pepsi cans oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. seven up pepsi all that stuff and it's like limited edition you know collect boss nas and all your favorite characters you totally remember well now it's we're entering this age of digital where i don't think it'll be the death of movies i don't think it'll be the death of comic books but those are your the two things that you're in for a career (laughs) yeah if you would have told me 20 years ago that i'd be reading a lot of my comic books digitally i'd be like no you're crazy but i think that's the world it's bad for comic stores but i think we're gonna blink and there's gonna be like dc comics announces that they're going digital Mm -hmm. i think they still might have limited editions and trade paperbacks yeah but it's gonna be a different world and i think it's just gonna happen we're in a lucky space because we don't have hmvs anymore but people get their music digitally. Mm -hmm. If we don't have comic book stores, if we don't have those big chapters type bookstores, people are still going to consume stuff. What works well for stuff like House of Targ and the Mayfair and museums is you're going somewhere. You're getting out of the house. And despite a lot of people, which drives me nuts, I could never be this kind of person who's like, no, I just have a really good home entertainment system and do everything at home. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't you ever want to leave? But some people don't. But the thing is like, on an average Friday night in the good old days, in the before times, if you're like, I'm going to see a show at Targ, or, oh, this weekend there's a thing at the art gallery, or the animation fest is on, so I'm going to go see stuff, or I'm going to go to the Mayfair for Rocky Horror. It's stuff you can't do at home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can watch Empire Strikes Back at home. It's not the same as watching it at the Mayfair with 50 people and eating popcorn and that big surround sound. It's not the same, no, no matter what you do at home. So that's the thing that'll save us versus certain other businesses that got dinged really hard with the digital revolution. Except for the five guys who were like, well, it's not the 1977 version, you know, uh, right. it's been yeah, tweaked, yeah. so I, I, I can't come to see that. Like, yeah. Okay, well, sorry about that. Yeah. And stores that do exist, like a really great shop called Vertigo Records opened up down the street a couple weeks ago, is that they and us don't need 10,000 customers a day. Mm -hmm. They have some loyal, diehard customers. I'm sure they have some record fans. I think Andrew's one of them who might buy one album a month, two albums a month. The holidays, they do well and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's very interesting that the smaller store and the independent cinema might fare well better in the post covid future mm-hmm. than the bigger chains that's yeah. very interesting right now well and some of that too it comes out of supporting each other because this neighborhood i mean like they vertigo had posted a thing saying that targ brought them a welcome basket you know and like you know obviously we we name drop all those businesses black oh, squirrel yeah. all that <laughs> stuff so it's like it'd be one thing if we were all vying for the same money and just you know looking out for number one kind of thing but it's just that's the beauty of this sort of like pocket 
is you know we're all looking out for each other you know we all love these businesses they're all totally different businesses you know like they're not trying to gun for the same thing and if anything when vertigo was able to sell tickets i mean when shows were a thing obviously that's something that can help someone like Tarek who puts on shows you know and like cross promotion all that stuff so it's like it's pretty cool that in the hands of lesser people this might also just completely fail but for the the fact that you know these are good people running good stores for good people you know like i mean I'm, it's it's generalization but it's like none of us would survive without each other to a degree well yeah i guarantee you at the mall or at a multiplex they're not getting this kind of support from a community or a city mm-hmm. the way all of our little businesses have because targ has said there was times where they sold out of their take home frozen pierogies or black squirrel was doing now they're kind of open you can go in but when they weren't they were doing these curbside book selling which is hilarious where you could go in and say like i did it with a friend of mine with his kids where he was like oh the kids want some comics and they would come back out with like a selection and be like (laughs) well we have bone or we have some of these classic batman comics or we have some of these charlie brown comics it was so funny (laughs) and then you could kind of pick one or they were doing random delivery of like a box of books for however much it costs 20 bucks something all this kind of stuff so really we've gotten compliments of people saying like what's the term of like whatever thinking outside the box or sidestepping the crisis you Mm -hmm. know because in the past few months we could have just done nothing but we managed to ride coattails and do virtual at-home cinemas we sold off all of our seats for naming rights we sold the marquee off all this kind of stuff so you just got to kind of think, you know, you just oh, kind of... Oh, man, we should have been doing grab bags of posters of, like, the worst ones we couldn't get rid of. <laughs> just be like, yeah. mystery <laughs> thing of posters, five horrible. bucks. You're like, wait a minute, I don't remember this movie. There's a reason these posters didn't get sold. <laughs> it's good of us that we're not doing that, <laughs> yeah. but it's also, that would be hilarious, because, like, that's one of the things I liked about that idea, where they were curating the book boxes. Yeah. They're not just grabbing random stuff. They're not like, oh, yeah, here's Herman and uh, Pogo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> collections we can't get rid of. No offense to fans of Herman. Pogo. but yeah like it, it is cool you, they were actually putting time into the thought process of picking stuff and trying to get it be good books you might not have read or maybe you haven't read in a long time you know yeah and that word spread and that is social media which we have often brought up as being a horrible thing is a great thing for us and for these small businesses and i think you just avoid you don't read trump's twitter page and mm-hmm. you you don't read some horrible person who doesn't believe in your business or whatever you curate your fan base and it's all people just saying nice things and fun stuff like someone buying progies from targ and then taking pictures of them playing video games at home Mm -hmm. or somebody buying an album from vertigo and then showing that they gave it to their grandma or something you know all this kind of stuff and for us it's been tons of that every time we put up a special marquee for somebody or i've been just as I finished off doing the seat installs, just got reminded of a, of a bunch of funny stuff of like one for Luke the dog and uh, one for Chewbacca and one for Alan Smithy, which if you're a film mm. fan, you know that's a fake director name. Nice, the director of Hellraiser 4. Yeah, <laughs> so you see all that. And every time you take a picture, people notice and say, I can't wait to be back. And we had people just sending us money. And I'm not saying this to try to upsell this idea. I promise. I promise. Keep just, sending the free money, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk about this without sounding like we're reverse engineering used car salesmen pretending that we don't want you to send us money. We'd sure hate that money. <laughs> yeah. A handful of folks have sent 20 bucks without a return address via direct email deposit, just saying, 
we were totally going to come see Rocky Horror this month. So this is just in lieu of that. All the best. Mm-hmm. No return, nothing. You know, we can't even say thank you to them. We don't know. So that's awesome. But then somebody said, can I buy $70 of gift certificates? And I said, you can, but we're not really set up with the digital gift certificate thing right now. Mm-hmm. So if it's something like you need this for your spouse's birthday, yeah. I'll totally set this up for you. Mm-hmm. But if not, just wait till we're back. Give us the $70 then. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to put the gift certificates in your hand. I guarantee you, we will still need that $70 in December. Yeah. Just sit back and we really appreciate you thinking of us, but give us the $70 later. And I think that's what they're doing because it would just entail me coming in, putting this stuff aside. They can't use it because we don't know if we're open next week or a month from now. But that's appreciated that people are reaching out and saying, hey, can I give you money? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, well, it's always, you know, an, an IOU or, or whatever, or like a placeholder ticket is always good for gifts, I've found. You know, if you can't actually come in and get it, just be like, you know, this will be $70 worth of money. Exactly, papers. yeah. And like I said, we've gone that extra mile a few times where somebody, for whatever reason, like it was someone who lived out of town, but mm-hmm. they wanted a gift certificate or a membership card sent to them because they were going to be moving back. And they just wanted mm. that opening the card and oh, getting that'd be that. cool. Yeah. So we've done that a couple of times, but if it's just kind of a casual wanting to buy a mm. gift certificate or a membership, awesome, but just do it later. Did you mm. fake the signature on the laminated card? Yeah, like Vincent too. Price style? <laughs> and we want people to be getting the most of their money. So like, God mm. forbid, but if we're not back till January and you buy your membership now and it's stamped for, was stamped for October, you know, yeah, just wait, get it then. You'll be yeah. able to get a full year out of it. Don't send them a blank check yeah. type one. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I swear, uh, this was from last week. But now it's, especially last night with the snowfall, now that we have lost Halloween month, now I just keep thinking of like, oh my God, now we got to think about Christmas stuff because it sounds crazy, but like we're in the first week of November now. It's not too early to start talking about Polar Express. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say something happy like Die Hard. Okay, okay. Polar Express. Not Polar Express. Josh's least favorite Christmas movie, possibly. I'm so sad to think that the person who rents the place for Polar Express every year might listen and hear us bemoan Polar Express. Well, but but it's not for us to watch, right? No, like, and no matter what we say, it's going to sell out every year. So right. it's it's our loving poking of Polar Express is fine. Yeah, we love all the people involved in the movie. Oh, and we love everyone who comes, and it's lovely everyone who comes, and it's just a nice thing. We just jokingly wish that it was Home Alone, yeah, or yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. It's just not, you know, if you don't grow up with this kind of thing, or maybe have kids who grow up with it, you know, it's yeah. very hard to have an attachment to it, apart from just like, I like Tom Hanks, you know? <laughs> to get past the terrifying, uncanny valley of the year 2000 digital effects. When yeah. was it? Was it 2000? Oh, God. I feel like it was a bit later. Like, I almost think it was like, yeah, like I was thinking 2006, but yeah, that I'm just throwing out a number there at that Again, point. Again, we could look, but I never like looking at things during a podcast. And I don't <laughs> want that in my search history. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. It's You'll not. start getting the, we see you like Polar Express. Oh, God. The, like, look on Wish for your hoodie from Polar Express or something. Like, well, if it's on the back of the hoodie, I guess maybe it's better. But that's really my biggest thing now. Like, I, I sent out a tweet because I believe I got reminded of it because this great Twitter site that I think is the most popular Twitter site that follows us hmm. is One Perfect Shot. They posted Die Hard. And so I retweeted and commented that if I had one Christmas wish for the holiday season right now, it would be that we still get to play Die Hard before Christmas. Yeah. 
with 300 people in the crowd, which is very unlikely to happen. But hopefully we can still play it over a couple nights with 50 people in the crowd. Because, man, I never get tired of it. Every year we play Die Hard, it's just lovely. People are in a good mood, especially if it's nice and snowy outside. Gets a big round of applause at the end. People mm-hmm. are just so in the mood to see it. Someone will yell, happy holidays, everybody, at the end. It's just so nice. Oh, man, we had those cookies that one year. Those, oh, those, the cookies. With those funny <laughs> expressions from the movie on them. Oh, that was man. I didn't get to eat one, but like they looked good. But doesn't... So, like, I watched Die Hard wearing my Die Hard sweater that Gwen made for me last Christmas time, like, whatever it was, December 21st or 2nd. I don't know if everyone's like this, but doesn't that seem, like, 50 years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Like, doesn't that seem... Definitely. ...so long ago? Remember sweaters? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, everything's changed these days. Don't know about sweaters. Ah, God. It's gonna be so nice... You know, let's not jinx this. Just Christmas 2021. Mm -hmm. Oh, things are just normal, and we're just can have 200 people in here and watch a movie. And yeah, even 100. 100, Even yeah. 60. I mean, really, uh, we'll just take Baby any, steps. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, we'd even show Die Hard 3 if that's the only one they let us show. I mean, we just want to show something. Like, yeah. I'm not... I know no one's uh, <laughs> no one's asking for Die Hard 3, but... All the diehards. That's so. That's the one I remember most as being the edited for TV version. So I oh, have funny. fond memories in a different sort of way for that one. And that was a diehard movie... And Sam Jackson was in it. So you had to cut out all the swear words. Yeah, like, quote, unquote, young Sam Jackson, who still was not young to me because I was a kid, you know. But That was like Pulp Fiction era Sam Jackson. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been like, right, because I, I, man. Wasn't it just like a year or two after Pulp Fiction? Because I want to say 96 for three. And then, yeah, and and Pulp Fiction is 94 or 95. No, wait, 94? I think I want to say 94. 94, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that seems right. So, So, yeah, he probably, like, that was probably like, Right after he filmed it, right after, because that was a plum role for him, you know. Oh yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. that would have been a good paycheck, I imagine. And now he is in everything and Oof. has all the money. Oh, he's getting his yeah, and like you know, since there's no cinema at the moment, you know, we can talk about his Nick Fury series. So. I'm looking forward to everything on that channel. I know yeah. Disney's the big evil empire, but I will watch everything on that channel. I mean, there'll be a new Mandalorian out the day or two after this goes up. You know, oh, so happy days. Like, they don't need our advertising, no. but still. But we're going to start rolling towards wrapping this up. Be slightly shorter than last week. Well, give, that give me was, a bit less work. Yeah, that was just... Sam here. It didn't seem like an hour last week. That's why I let it roll. I was just like, ah, this is fine. Let me just keep going. Yeah. So I don't really have recommendations. I got through Halloween month. I didn't do a movie a day, but we did at least something scary a day. So there was a lot of TV in there. So it was <laughs> The Haunting and Sabrina and Treehouse of Terror. Trios of Horror? Whatever it is. Same. Now it's funny. Now I'm like, okay, now I can catch up. And now in November, I guess get to start rolling along and watching non-horror movies for a little while just to catch up. But That's kind of how I felt. Like, there's yeah. a few things would come up during the month, and I was just like, oh, man. Gotta wait. Yeah, like, it's just, it's, it's upsetting. One that I didn't get to see in theaters, and, like, we didn't play it, so obviously it didn't play anywhere else. Possessor just it came out digital today, the Brandon Cronenberg one. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be just amazing. Like I it, hear that's very Cronenberg-y. Yeah, yeah. Very, well, it's, it's supposedly been compared to, or at least, like, he was influenced by that movie Seconds with uh, Rock Hudson. 1968 which is really really good and is it horror or is it this one is that one is more like you know i mean well it's debatable like it's it's really more like probably thriller as opposed to like especially like 1968 is like i mean it's horror but you know like because like his dad not to say that they're both exactly the same but they're both have done their gross out horror things mm -hmm. but his dad has really successfully stepped away from being stuck in a genre the last few years yeah. of doing 
a period piece or a modern day drama or a like history of violence, just kind of like an action thrillery kind yeah. of thing. So I mean, even John Lynch did the uh, d- wait. John Lynch, no John David Lynch. Lynch. Even David Lynch did the straight story. John, John Lynch yeah. is good too. <laughs> completely unrelated. He's a football coach, I believe. But you know, it's still good. It's still good. But yeah, stay tuned. By the time this gets posted, which will be Wednesday or Thursday, whatever, November 4th, 5th, somewhere around there, we might have news. We might know that we can or cannot open mm-hmm. sometime soon. Your blurb for this actually could be, you know, exactly. when you post this. Hey, this is the last one we did before coming back next week. Oh, so who knows? Speak it into existence. Yeah. And as we mentioned, support local wherever you are. So many good places struggling to get by. Every little takeout bit of food and purchase you make helps a lot. All kinds of sad stories. A couple more places in Ottawa closed down recently. A couple of restaurants I really like. So mm. uh, so everyone hang in there. For our friends down in the States, yeah. uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to speak a lot of things into existence today. <laughs> yeah. Hope there's some excellent news and everything is nice and peaceful and 2021 is Happier days ahead for our American friends. Otherwise, all we have to look forward to is just movies and shows that (laughs) will come out eventually. Like, my God, we need this. So, yeah. So, take care, everybody. And we'll hopefully have some positive news next week of movies we're screening. I don't know. Hopefully. Okay. Happy thoughts. Bye, everybody. Bye. We really need to do a combo where we take a record from Vertigo and then we put pierogies on it. And we're, like, eating it off the record. Wouldn't that be off the record? I think it's a great idea. After record be a good podcast for Vertigo Records. We can do this. In the year 2013, most diseases will be eliminated. The first babies will be born in space. Personal freedom will be restricted. And all undesirables will be deported to the island of Los Angeles. Welcome to L.A. Kurt Russell. Nobody draws until this hits the ground. You ready? Escape from L.A. Draw. Rated R. Plan your escape Friday, August 9th.